1: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what it takes to be a great marketing leader. Joining us is Phil Johnson, who is the founder and CEO of Master of Business Leadership, Inc., which is a leadership executive coaching program. MBL focuses on the development of emotional intelligence. And over the past 21 years, MBL has been promising and delivering greater earning power and career advancement and their alumni span the globe from the U.S., North America, Africa, Canada, Australia, the Middle East, the whole wide world. And today, Phil and I are going to talk about mastering business leadership. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Phil Johnson, the founder and CEO of Master of Business Leadership, Inc. Phil, welcome to the MarTech podcast.
2: Thank you, Benjamin. It's a pleasure to be on your show.
1: Excited to have you on the show. It's an honor and a privilege to have the founder of MBL. It's a a well-respected executive coaching program. You've seen and done a lot in terms of coaching various leaders across the globe. And I want to talk to you a little bit about business leadership, specifically for marketers. Talk to me about some of the challenges that you see business leaders face. Why do they need coaches? and, And what are some of the struggles that you've consistently seen for marketing leaders?
2: Let me just start off by saying that leadership isn't a position, it's a choice, and we all need to be better leaders. And that involves a process of leaving our comfort zone and going through the anxiety that that creates in us. So the willingness to develop our leadership comes from an urgent desire to achieve better results than we're currently getting. And the Master of Business Leadership coaching program takes individuals and organizations through that process.
1: So there's an underlying desire for leaders to do better, and that means that they have to face some demons and they have to really think about what they can do in terms of setting an example, picking a course, directing their team efficiently and effectively It seems like there's a couple different components to this. One, there is the personal perspective of what is holding you back from leading your team the right direction. And two, there is picking the strategic course. Three, actually communicating that effectively. Once more into the breach, dear sirs, let's win one for the gipper. You hear all sorts of sports leadership metaphors about coaches telling them to get back in there and try harder Often it's not just a message of brute force, but there's different ways to articulate an effective message. Talk to me about some of the leadership styles that you've helped people cultivate to be able to not only get over their demons to figure out the right strategies, but also communicate it effectively.
2: I like your analogy of getting over their demons because you can't change the culture within an organization without changing the individuals in the organization first. So we all have our demons that we need to get over because really a culture is just a set of individuals and the consciousness, the habits they bring into the organization. So developing leadership is about, quite frankly, learning to stop giving away your energy. And there's an underlying energy physics to all of this. Meaning that people are unconsciously giving away their energy to other people, and it actually creates an energy deficit in them, which causes them to unconsciously try to steal the energy from others to replace the energy they're giving away. And all of this is happening unconsciously. And what I've just described very quickly is the root cause of all drama, chaos, and conflict in the world. And the root cause solution is in helping people to become more conscious of when they're doing that and giving them better habits to stop doing it. So that's what the MBL program is all about. So toxic leaders are trying to steal energy by controlling, manipulating others. Good leaders, authentic leaders are inspiring people to become less resistive, judgmental and attached to outcome so that they're actually getting in touch with their own internal energy. So, it's not an exchange of energy.
1: So, the energy cultivation is sort of the key here. And good leaderships help you feel energized. And leaders that aren't great are, are zapping the energy from you. There's a strategic component to being a good leader. You know, I mentioned before there was not only overcoming your demons, figuring a strategic course, and communicating it to hopefully have people understand your motivations and why they should be effectively following the path. You know, when you're guiding marketers and other executives on their path to becoming better leaders, talk me through the process of not just understanding and tapping into who you are, but also communicating effectively to the team to provide that energy, to give that direction, to help people have that guidance and energy that they need to be effective.
2: A good example of authentic, emotionally intelligent leadership is Apple. When you walk into an Apple store, and I'm sure all of your readers, or at least the majority of them, have done that, the energy you feel is an example of a more emotionally intelligent environment. Their whole hiring process is centered around what they're looking for is people with above average levels of emotional intelligence. They're less interested in what you know about their products and services. They're really looking for that emotional intelligence. And they're not trying to sell you anything. They're trying to serve you. They're trying to understand your need. And they're trying to help you with that. Whether or not you buy anything is secondary to having a great experience. And maybe you'll go tell your friends and they'll tell their friends. So more and more companies are focusing on emotional intelligence. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Companies like Apple, Google, Southwest Airlines, JetBlue, Infosys, Whole Foods, and others The reason is we're facing a tsunami of change, and we've got a 500-million-year-old brain that doesn't like change. So we're all being increasingly ripped out of our comfort zones, and that creates an increasing amount of drama and chaos. And that both comes from a biological need and a sociological need, which I could spend more time talking on if you're interested in it. But the bottom line is that some scientists estimate in this century we could experience the equivalent of 20,000 years worth of change or 200 centuries worth of change. So change is increasing at an exponential rate, and we are terrible at change. What actually happens quickly is whenever we leave our comfort zone, there's a part of our brain called the amygdala that secretes a hormone into our bloodstream called cortisol, and that causes the executive center of our brain to shut off our prefrontal cortex And we typically go into some type of fight, flight, or freeze mode. Some people lash out. Some people run away. Some people freeze like a deer in the headlights. And when that happens in conflict situations, it can lead to death. And when it happens in business or personal situations, we burn trust. So if you think of your amygdala as a very frightened four-year-old child, the development of our emotional intelligence acts like a big brother or big sister to quiet our amygdala response down and better enable us to move through the anxiety that change and innovation creates in us.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, MuteNex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to That's mutinex.co. That's mutine dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So the rate of change is increasing, which makes people, let's say, increasingly either more paralyzed, more combative, more willing to run, fight, flight, or freeze, as you said it. When it comes to leadership, you know, marketers have had a fair amount of change thrown at them in the last 20 years. We've gone from, and I'll use metaphors here, the Mad Men era of brand slogans and cocktails, and the Old Boys Club to being increasingly technology-driven, data-centric, responsible for direct response marketing, the art department, technology. Obviously, there's been a lot of change happening with marketers. What are some of the ways that you recommend that leaders can embrace the change, start to feel comfortable with it, and start to help their teams deal with it?
2: By developing your emotional intelligence, you are literally able to outcarry your competition. And there's something called, you may have heard of this, the trust economy. And it's growing much faster than the traditional economy. It's currently estimated at about $10 trillion a year. What it is, is that because of the accelerating rate of change, people can't keep up. So they're relying more and more on their network of trusted advisors to make decisions. So purchasing decisions are emotional decisions. After somebody already decided to make a decision, a purchase emotionally, then they look for features and benefits to justify the decision they've already made. So that by developing your emotional intelligence, we have these specialized brain cells that scientists call mirror neurons. Because we've grown up in herds, we've had to develop the ability to sense whether somebody's trying to help us or eat us. So that the more we learn, the more authentic we become, the more emotionally intelligent we become, the more trustworthy people feel around us. So they tend to lower their walls. They tend to become less resistive, less judgmental, less attached outcome. They tend to become more engaged, more willing to take risk. So that developing a branding is really about learning to lower your walls by becoming more emotionally intelligent.
1: I think that's going to be the new slogan for the rebranding of my company. I hear everything, the podcasters that won't eat you. Yeah.
2: Another thing I get, that term I came up with some years ago, to outcare the competition is literally true. Because as you develop your emotional intelligence, you learn to lower your walls and other people pick up on that and they become more trusting as well. So if your competitors are less emotionally intelligent, They can't go to where you can go with their relationship with the customer. So if the customer feels good around you, if they trust you, they'll find a way to work with you, even if you don't have the best price or the best technology. Conversely, if they don't trust you, they'll find a way not to work with you, even if you have the best technology or the best pricing.
1: You know, it's one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast is the notion of understanding and really putting your customer first. And I think that's something that is worth having an entire episode of the podcast for. So let's wrap up this episode of the MarTech podcast. We'll come back and talk about that more tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Phil Johnson, the founder and CEO of Master of Business Leadership, Inc. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Phil and I are going to discuss the value of emotional intelligence. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Phil, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can find more information on him. He's got a Linktree account, which is L-A-N-K-T dot R-E-E slash Phil Johnson. So a Linktree slash Phil Johnson. And also, if anybody's interested in learning more about emotional intelligence, Phil's been kind enough to offer a consultation, and you can find a link in his LinkedIn profile to book some time with him to learn more about emotional intelligence You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions which we'll answer live on our show of course you can always reach out on social media our handle is martechpod m-a-r-t-e-c-h-p-o-d on linkedin twitter instagram and facebook or you can contact me directly my handle is ben j shap b-e-n-j-s-h-a-p and if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed